Welcome to a new episode of the Apostolic and Prophetic Podcast. Today is Saturday the 18th of November and we will continue with our series on the Sermon of the Mount because Jesus was saying at the end of the Sermon of the Mount that whoever hears these sayings of mine and puts them into practice or does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. So we need to build our houses on the rock. I don't know how about you, but if I am reading the news and I am seeing what is going on in the world, it's sometimes really terrifying. And sometimes it's maybe even better not to read what is written there on Twitter, what is happening in that city and that part, and to read all these news. And uh, I mean, nowadays you have everything instantly, immediately, you could say, in your living room through your mobile phone or your tablet or whatsoever and it's actually sometimes terrible uh, sometimes i was thinking okay how was it actually nice in the in the past when you just got the news in the newspaper or on tv and not everything is immediately reported or uh, you could like some terrible things that uh, are happening in the world, in Afghanistan, in Israel, in Syria, you, you could not even see such things. So so I think this is also contributing that people are troubled, deeply troubled inside of all these things. Or maybe you forget all these things and you're not consuming all this. Uh, sometimes it's maybe even better. But we live in this world and we live in these times and it's not just social media it's not just that it's available now it's also that we are approaching the time when jesus will return and jesus was explaining that this time won't be an easy time and that's why we need that firm foundation okay so let's continue we spoke about in the last episode on the sermon of the mount about the Torah or the last two episodes and also that you need a better righteousness to enter into the kingdom of God than the righteousness that comes from the Torah and that is the righteousness of Jesus. Okay, but also that we can learn from the Torah spiritual truths about the kingdom of God, about how God, you could say, is functioning. Of course, he's not functioning because he is not a machine or something. He is a living being he's the living god but how god you could say is thinking how righteous god is and how awesome he is how he is thinking also about the details of our lives and of course also how things are in heaven because like jesus said like in heaven so on earth or also he god said to moses um Look into it that you will do exactly everything like I show you on the mountain. So God was showing him the picture, for instance, or for the uh, how to build the tabernacle, how it should be, what material he should use, how it should be made. And, uh, and then he was, let's say, putting it into practice. So uh, the Torah is showing us a lot about God, a lot about God's thinking and principles. Okay, but let's continue because Jesus was also always referring in the Sermon of the Mount in his preachings to the Torah 
but then he was going also beyond. He was explaining the deeper meaning of it. Okay. And let's continue in chapter 5, verse 21. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a course shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. Okay, I will make a short pause here. So here Jesus is referring to the Torah, to the Ten Commandments. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder. And whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. And here also this uh, translation is not really correct because when it says in danger of judgment, looks like, okay, it might happen, might come judgment, but maybe not. You know, so there is also, at least for me, it sounds like this, in danger of something doesn't mean that it's a certainty that it will happen. But this is actually not correctly translated because uh, if you look to the Greek uh, word, uh, it actually means translated to be liable for or a penalty, or you could say in other words, that it's not just a danger, but it's a certainty that you will be judged. So the Torah is saying, if you are a murderer, you will be judged. Not you will be in danger, you will be judged. And this is also how it is translated in many other languages and other translations. And uh, Jesus uh, is saying that... Um, but I say to you that whoever is angry with his brother without a course shall be in danger or, in other words, will be judged. And and this is, uh, and then also continues, whoever says to his brother, Raka, and Raka means translated an empty one or a worthless person. So it's actually uh, to um, put someone down, to make someone low, to insult another person. Um, and whoever says fool and this means stupid dull or absurd translated so and why he is actually saying this and, and because jesus is not saying this uh, just like this without any uh, you could say reason because before you could say a murder starts there's a story before uh, because people are not uh, doing evil things uh, to each other just uh, like this out of nothing usually there was an argument this you can also see in a lot of videos <laughs> you could say when when you see people are um, fighting with each other there was a before an argument about maybe a minor thing and then one word gives another and also maybe you know from own arguments you had or when i had an argument first someone is saying something bad to me then you're saying something bad uh, back and then one thing comes to the other uh, till you could say you have uh, you get physical and uh, and this is exactly what Jesus here is saying so um, we should stop it in the very first place in the beginning because it starts somewhere so the you could say the actual deed the actual sin the murder or to uh, you could also say also to hurt another person, it starts way before. And 
And this is why Jesus also, uh, you could say, is explaining this, that, uh, to, to stop it in the first place. And not just to stop it, but this we can read when we continue in verse 23, to actively take measures and take steps to de-escalate, to reconcile, and uh, you could say to, to, to make peace with this person. Verse 23, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Okay, I will also make a pause here because Jesus is always referring here to brothers. He's not talking about everyone. And actually uh, in the Bible, in the word of God, every word has a meaning. So if Jesus is saying brother, he means brother. He doesn't mean everyone. So in that context, you could say he meant other Jewish people, because the Jews were referring to, you could say, the Jews and then the Gentiles. And the Gentiles are the non-Jews. And um, so uh, it's, you could say in the context with Israel now, it's not talking about your enemy who wants to destroy you, who wants to kill you, that you uh, should make any effort to reconcile with this person. And this might sound now for some people shocking, but this is actually here. If Jesus is saying brother, he means brother. This doesn't mean that if it's not your brother, you can call this person a fool or you can uh, call this person worthless or you can murder or something like this. I'm not talking about these kind of things. Of course, it's related, you could say, to all people. But <coughs> Jesus is putting here special emphasis on brothers. Why is also this so important? Because if we have not unity, we can achieve, you could say, not nothing, but very little. And there are a lot of promises also in the Bible that if we have unity among believers, you could also say, that's why you could say also the churches in the West are so weak because you have so a lot of division different churches, one church talking about the other, what they are doing is not from God, what they are doing. Uh, we are not believing in praying in tongues. We are not believing that people are falling down. We are not believing in this. We are not believing in that. And so on and so forth. And I'm not saying, okay, we should accept everything. But there is something, uh, you could say, a special blessing and a, spe a special uh, presence of God and anointing there when brothers are together in unity. And this is in Psalm 133. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And then it comes what happens. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron. So the oil is the anointing oil. So if there is, you could say, unity among believers, I mean real unity, then there is also anointing. Anointing from God, God's, you could say, blessing, God's pres uh, presence uh, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon 
the mountain, yeah, descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So God actually was commanding blessing in the place of unity. And of course, you cannot have unity if people argue with each other, if people uh, speak evil words, if people say you are worthless, if people, um, how to say, humiliate each other and so on. So there, in such a place, you can never have unity. That's why uh, you could say Jesus doesn't want empty, uh, phony, you could say, religious service. Yeah, That's why he's saying in verse 23, he's talking actually to believers. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, Yeah, when you come to the altar, why are you suddenly remembering? Because Holy Spirit is remembering, uh, reminding you that you will remember. Wait a minute, I have a problem with the person. See, so actually what Jesus is saying, I don't want, you could say, uh, how to say, a phony uh, service, a phony serving to me. And this is like also when you have a big argument before you go to church, It's better to not go to church on that day and to first get reconciled at home before you go to the church. I'm not saying, okay, now some people might say, okay, I cannot then go to the church because we argue every Sunday. But it's also not right to, let's say, argue and then put uh, on, uh, uh, how to say, a smile and pretend to everyone in the church everything is fine in your family when actually it's not. And also sometimes I did this when we had an argument. I said, we will not go. We will first uh, sit together to talk about this and we will reconcile. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. And then you you want even to pa participate in the Lord's Supper, yes, <laughs> while you have an argument, which is not solved maybe with your wife or with your children and so on. So Jesus is saying, don't, Let's say, before you give something to me, before you come to me, make order uh, if it is possible from your side. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, lest your adversary deliver you to the judge. The judge hand you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison. Okay. And, and this is also, you could say, uh, Jesus here is, is talking, uh, also you could say about us, there will be a judgment. So the judge is actually God. And the, the officers who are serving the judge are the angels. We know that Jesus was saying in the end times, the angels will come, they will they gather the harvest, uh, they will, uh, you could say, um, um, bring in the harvest for God. And uh, the angels, they are the ones who, let's say, um, will also throw people into hell. And uh, the angels are also the one, like he's, uh, ones who, um, like when with the poor um, Lazarus who was brought to, to Abraham. So they are the, the ones who bring you to God. So actually, he's talking about that you should reconcile with your You could say you could should reconcile, you should bring things in order. And this is not just talking about other people, but also things with God, 
while you are on the way. What it means on the way? I mean on the way when you are still alive. You cannot reconcile with God when you are dead. You cannot bring things in order when uh, the time is up, you could say. So, and then it's too late. And then it's clearly here, Jesus is clearly saying, you have to make order, you could say, when you're in, on the way in this lifetime. And because this is the time you have to make order, otherwise, then will be the judgment and you will have to pay everything yeah that's this is what he's saying the judge hand you over to the officer and you be thrown into prison assuredly i say to you you will by no means get out of there till you have paid the last penny so that means god is a righteous judge god will not how to say look away from evil and say oh doesn't matter i don't care uh, you have these problems among each other no That's why we should bring things in order that we will not be judged. And of course, it's talking about our lives. We should make things in order with God uh, when we are still on the way. Okay. So to make it practical, we should pray and ask, God, is there something what I still need to bring in order where I have a problem with someone where you want me to go to this person and to solve it. And the thing is that often or immediately you could say, you could think about a person and uh, often we don't want to make uh, these, let's say, uncomfortable, uh, want, don't want to have this kind of uncomfortable situations and conversations. But Jesus was saying, agree with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him lest your adversary deliver you to the judge. So this is also another thing. If you also have a problem with someone and I also maybe also you did something bad for that person, that person, what it means to deliver you to the judge, that person can also pray and say, God, what happened here? Make your righteousness. I give this situation to you and this is actually what it means also it's not just about our personal life but also that you if you give a thing to god you are giving this thing this situation into the hand of the judge of the righteous judge and then god will make his order and and that's why uh, we should uh, let's say here saying do it quickly we should not avoid these uncomfortable you could say conversations but to try to make order where we can but of course there are situations where it's not in your hands where this person maybe doesn't even want to talk to you or doesn't want to how to say solve the issue this is something different but at least we should try and if then the person doesn't want this is then you could say the responsibility of the other person. And then we can still give the situation into the hand of the judge, into the hand of God and say, God, I give the situation into your hand and I pray that you will do your righteousness in this situation. And Jesus was promising that he will. In verse 26, Assuredly, I say to you, 
you will by no means get out of there till you have paid the last penny. So in other words, God, the judge, will take care that righteousness will be done. And this is not just talking about us, it's also talking about if other people do bad things to you and don't bring things in order. That's why we should actually pray for our enemies. This is one of the reasons why Jesus said that we should pray for our enemies. Because like he was saying to Abraham, and with this I want to finish, in Genesis chapter 12, where he was promising to Abraham, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And if we follow Jesus, then we are children of Abraham. And also if other people bless us, God is blessing them. And if other people curse us, it's, uh, maybe it sounds hard for you, but also God is cursing them. And that's why is actually the thing why we should pray for our enemies. Because if you are against someone who is in the will of God, who is in the plan of God, who's obedient to God, like for example Abraham was, who's walking by faith, you are hurting yourself or this person is hurting uh, himself, herself, if they are against the people of God. And you could say also this, you can see uh, with a lot of Arab nations who hate Israel because Israel is God's firstborn son. This is what the Bible is also saying. And by hating them, they are cursing them. They are cursed. And, and this sounds maybe also, again, very hard. But this is actually, if you we could make another Bible study on this, this is going throughout the whole Bible. If you hate Israel, if you hate Abraham's, uh, you could say, descendants. And of course, the, the, the Arabs are also kind of Abraham's descendants because of Ishmael, but not the, 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 the child of the promise was Isaac and not Ishmael. And so they are cursed. They are cursed and you can see it throughout the whole Middle East because of their hatred, because they curse Israel. And every nation, not just the Arab nations, that curses Israel will be cursed by God. And it's the same also if you curse Christians, if you curse believers who really believe in God, not where it's just written Christian on it and inside is nothing, but where people really follow God. And that's why God also commanded us to pray for them, to pray for them uh, that they, you could say, would understand uh, and come to repentance and come back to God. Okay, so to sum it up, Uh, Jesus, what he is saying, uh, it goes deeper than what was just in the Torah. He is actually saying the real cause of these kind of sins and where it comes from. And that we should do things differently. We should bring things in order and also try to de-escalate and not even start the argument if it's possible in the first place. Okay, I wish you a nice start into the week. May God bless you. May God give you strength, wisdom, and joy. And hear you next time. Shalom. Amen. <music>